Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of The Long Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Scaiano. The past few weeks, I've been going over the topic of content. We've talked about establishing content themes for our brands. We've talked about methods to create content that's on target with our themes so that it resonates with our audience. And today's podcast is a third support to content. Keywords. You know, we know that content draws people in. So if you're creating content and not optimizing it with keywords, you're only doing part of the process. Today is 10 things you need to know about keywords. You're listening to The Long Game Podcast with Sandra Scaiano. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The long game is my approach to business, the actual day in and day out philosophy that you have to show up, you have to do the work, and there's no quick fixes for long-term success. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, and I'm here to share the process and lessons I experience with my clients daily who are going through the same struggles of building a business as you are. We'll hear from successful entrepreneurs sharing their long game strategies, and I'm fun, so we're gonna have a little fun along the way too. Thanks for being here. Let's get to today's episode. Okay, so why do I need keywords? This ends up being one of those terms that when mentioned, people's eyes gloss over. Uh, Keyword research, it is the basis of all search marketing. And search marketing, it's about being found by your customer whether it's having your website found, being found on social media, or having your content be served up through search. You know, there are a ton of elements and offshoots surrounding being found online, and this is where the gloss over starts to happen. But like everything else, you must start somewhere. And keywords are the place to start. Define them, put them to use, and then move on to the next step. This is another one of those areas that, you know, people tend to get overwhelmed about. But, you know, there's so much out there to know, and you just don't have to know it all. You know, so take a different approach with keywords. Make it a little game. It's a fun thing to investigate. It's fun to research. And try things out. See what works, and then tweak if you need to. And keywords, they apply to more than just SEO, search engine optimization. And I'm gonna go through some examples of these other areas today. But using keywords on the back end and the front end of your website for SEO optimization is really just a great place to start. All right, what are keywords? Keywords and keyword phrases, single words and a few words together, are search terms that people use to find your website, your brand, your products, your services, you know, think, Popping some terms into Google when you want something. Pizza delivery (laughs) or a realtor and then a location or podcast for entrepreneurs. Keywords all start with explaining what you do in the language your audience uses. So if you're using one term to describe what you do and your audience is using another, they're going to have a harder time finding you. Here's an example. Are you an integrative nutritional consultant, a dietitian, or a health coach? You know, it makes a difference what you call yourself in keywords. You know, and three different audiences use those terms. 
So, you know, for integrative nutritional consultant, you might find a more boho mama. You know, the person searching dietitian might be a senior who's looking for nutritional advice to supplement their medical advice. And a health coach might be searched by midlife corporate women. So, you know, this example just goes to show you how different audiences use different terms and you need to use the right term so your ideal client can find you. You know, you need to get into the head of your audience. Listen to how they speak and the questions they ask. What terms do people use? How do people search? What questions does your website or your product answer? And people like to get cutesy about what they call themselves. Um, I see this a lot and a lot of times, you know, it confuses me. But be firm in knowing what term your audience use because your audience is going to be searching health coach, not health superhero. Okay. One of the first things you want to do is do some research and create a list of keywords for your business overall. And this kind of goes back to our idea of creating themes. You, you expand on that list by adding different combinations and nuances that people use. So first, I start by listening to my audience, what they are saying, what they post in groups, what they're asking. And I actually have a um, ongoing note that I write down these terms. So if I see something asked in a Facebook group, or if my clients ask me questions or ask me something when we're on a call, I corral all of these things and use their exact terms to know what they're asking for and the exact term that they use. But then you can also use Google search as a starting point. We all know we all use Google. And when you type a word into Google, it inevitably gives you other suggestions. So if you pop in the word online course, Google's going to suggest to you with a dropdown, online course platforms, online course websites, et cetera. You know, these are clues as to what people are searching for. So start by popping in different terms uh, for for your world and see what comes up. You also want to revisit this regularly. Your product and your marketing evolve and so should your keyword strategy. And the more targeted you can be with your keywords, the more you will draw not only eyes, which is traffic, but the right traffic that wants your product or service. I'm working with a client right now who sells to other businesses. They're going through a redesign, and in this, we're redoing their keyword strategy. So the original website used really broad keywords really broad termed keywords. Uh, They're a a natural foods company. So they would use a term like quinoa. And when you put quinoa in as a keyword into Google, you will get results such as how to cook quinoa, quinoa recipes, what is quinoa, buy quinoa packages, and it leads you to like Amazon for 12 ounce packages. But since this is a, um, a, B, a B2B company, you know, a term like bulk quinoa is so much more targeted to their audience who are buyers, ingredient buyers. And so the results that are going to come up when you use bulk quinoa are very different. It's not a consumer type thing. And we're really giving them much more targeted traffic. We're giving them the right traffic by redoing this keyword strategy in this way. 
So think about that for yourself. What terms can you use that are really targeted that are going to bring the right people rather than something super broad? Okay. How can you use keywords? Well, we know we can use keywords on our website because keywords are the foundation to your SEO efforts. So you can add them to the back end of your website, and this lets Google know exactly what your site and your pages and your products are about, and also who they serve. And this way, you know, the more Google knows about you, the more you can be an answer in a search query. Um, and you can also add keywords to the front end of your website by infusing keywords into your content. And this is why creating content on a regular basis like blog posts is good because whenever you publish content, it sends Google a message to come and index your site. Come back around Google and see what I'm talking about. And it allows for you to also, when you're creating content, use an expanded list of keywords that all relate back to the main keywords of your brand. So for instance, in a health example, you know, your site might opti optimize for something like health coach, but you can talk about gut health, the importance of meditation, etc. And each of these posts will have its own set of keywords that can overlap with your overall mission. Another very important piece, and I always emphasize this, um, is to be conversational. You know, the more conversational in your talk with your content, the more the keywords will naturally flow. So unless you're a hardcore scientist, keep things on the reel with the conversation flowing in your content and your keywords will flow too. For an example of how to, how to infuse the keywords so that they make sense and they're in there. You know, I have a client who's a dog walker and when we were redesigning her site, I reworked her SEO and keyword strategy as well. And at the start, her site was showing up on pages like five and seven when searching for terms related to her work. Her website wasn't optimized on the back end, and there was very little attention paid to what she was saying in her content on the front end, like she was just writing. So when I redid the site, I was optimizing all aspects from her photos to her pages, and then I started to tweak her content to include keywords, but still keep it sounding like her. And so here's the process. When uh, you go and redo a site like that, sometimes you will actually move backwards to move forwards again. So she did shoot back um, to page 10, but then because everything is new, you know, Google has to relearn who she is. So over the course of a few months, she moved further and further forward and up in pages. And now she's on page one. She moved up to page one and then actually moved up spots on that page. So now this dog walker is on page one for both terms of dog walking and pet sitting. And the main things I did were, you know, number one, to optimize for the search terms that people are using. So where she lives, people search by county where her business is located. You know, so it's, it's, it was expanding from just her town and adding that county piece in expanded her reach. And now she comes up number one on that listing of page for dog walking in her town as well, because she's got all her bases covered. She's got the county piece, her town piece, which is in that county, 
And then her town is also tied to the use of her address, her Google My Business, etc. So when you say dog walker, her town, she comes up listing number one. And if you use dog walker county, she's on page one for a couple of those terms. So that really put her on the map versus page seven where she was before. And then I gently infused those keywords, dog walking and pet sitting, into her content. So originally she had no keywords in her content. So the first thing I did was added the search term as her headline, you know, and then I changed up a few of the sentences she wrote to include her keywords. So here's an example. You know, her or her old sentence was, call us when you can't be home with your pet and you want someone who will give the same love and attention that you would give them yourself. And I changed that to, call us for your dog walking and pet sitting needs in this county. And then I started a second sentence, because when you can't be home with your pet, you want a dog walker or a pet sitter who will give the same love and attention that you would give yourself. So just some very thoughtful tweaks, um, you know, adding those keywords in. And that was able, it's very natural and conversational. I mean, adding pet sitter and dog walker like makes perfect sense in this sentence. You would say that. So it was just something more thoughtful and When you couple that with the behind the scenes optimization, it's helping you get found by your people. All right, so keywords, they can be also used on other platforms. And, you know, we we encounter this stuff every day. You know, keywords are important because they are used everywhere on all different things. I mean, like, let's start with Instagram. On Instagram, In the name field, which is just below your profile name, you know, you can add any keywords to describe your business that you want. And this is highly searchable. So for me, I've put in web design for women. You know, another friend has live video pro. So anyone who is searching a form of these terms, you know, we can show up. And the cool thing is, is that you can change your keywords depending on what you're promoting. So if you have a new um, online program out, you can be an online health coach. You know, if you're speaking at a well-known conference, you can be a TEDx speaker. And, you know, there's different ways to use those at different times. And let's not forget the biggest form of keywords on social, hashtags. Although we take them to great lengths, hashtag, oh my God, I forgot to wear underwear. What they are in essence are keywords. So employing a keyword strategy that aligns with your brand and biz will get you seen and found. And, you know, I just want to say as a reminder that social isn't everything, you know, but it is a point of entry for your brand. So no matter what platform you choose, you know, whatever you're spending your time on, it's a way to get to know you. So, you know, use these keywords, you know, use of these keywords is important for people finding you. Um, You know, going with hashtags, people search by hashtags. So you relating to those hashtags, and you know, we've, we we can do a whole piece on the hashtag strategy itself. You know, how far should you go? Should it be over a million? Should you use that hashtag? Should it be under 100,000, over 10,000? I mean, there are so many different strategies for being found just using hashtags. And the next platform I wanna talk about is Pinterest. So I am diving much more into Pinterest now, and I'm going to get my um, accounts going. I'm also going to have upcoming a Pinterest traffic driving expert on for an interview. So we're going to um, dive more into Pinterest together. But 
You know, it's good to have a concept um, and an understanding of using keywords on Pinterest. So one of the main concepts with Pinterest to know is that it isn't social media. It's a visual search engine. So your pins are going to be picked up by Google search, which makes this platform so valuable as a traffic driver. You know, you will use the same SEO steps for Pinterest that you do for your website. On Pinterest, there's profiles, board titles, and pin descriptions. And that's how people search. All of those are searchable. So you want to use keywords in those areas and be smart about it. You know, a pin description of two sentences, you know, it can really pack a power punch of keywords if done properly. And when I um, do the Pinterest episode, we are going to dive more into this with some other examples. But here's an example that I've created. A pin description. Online health coach specializing in weight loss for women over 40. I talk about healthy mindset, gut health, and how to lose weight with menopause. All right, that is a super keyword rich two sentences. I mean, there's online health coach, weight loss for women over 40, healthy mindset, gut health, and how to lose weight with menopause. I mean, there's like six keywords in there that people would be searching. So that's the power of putting keywords in. And it makes sense in that sentence. It, it actually rolls. It doesn't sound like you're a robotic or you're keyword stuffing. So Pinterest has something called the guided search bar. And that's just their search mechanism. And it acts the same as Google because it will give you suggestions like we talked about before. When you put in, when you start to put in a term, it'll feed you other suggestions. And that gives you an idea of what people are searching for on the platform. So you really should use that as a tool. Um, Okay, so now we're gonna move on to YouTube. Another visual search engine. You, You do have the ability to connect with this, but it is the second largest search engine, second to Google. So you wanna find the terms and the topics that your audience wants. You know, choose a profitable keyword, which is a title, and it's going to allow you to come up and search. But that also, if you put that keyword in your title, will allow you to come up in the suggested video field too. And this is tapping into the traffic of other videos because your topic is relevant. So it's important to pick the right terms and topics so that your audience can find you on YouTube. And like I said, YouTube is the second biggest search engine in the world. But your topics don't have to be directly related to your business either. And not that you want to go off target, but, you know, here's an example. So like a restaurant doesn't have to talk about its food all the time and especially not the items on its menu. So a restaurant's uh, YouTube could have drink tutorials or wine reviews or staff interviews. So there's all these other ways to round out the content for the video platform that isn't directly related just to food. And in that way, you're also able to optimize for different keywords. Same thing that we were mentioning earlier, where in your blog post, they allow you to optimize and use additional keywords that relate to your overall brand mission. After you determine your keyword with YouTube, you wanna make sure that you use it in the script. You know, if you have a video talking about video marketing, then you need to use the phrase video marketing in your video. And, 
You know, you want to give Google and YouTube more info and tell them exactly what your video is about by using your keywords. So there's, you know, places that you can add this in there inside, but you also want to go to the video and thumbnail file names and you want your file name to be the same as your topic or your keyword. So for example, instead of your file name being like image IMG underscore 348, your file name would be how to get more reviews dot JPG. That is using the keyword inside the file name as well, because that's being read by Google and YouTube. All right, your title also has to include the keyword or topic in the video. You know, that's very important. And tags are keywords on YouTube as well. So YouTube, that's why so many people use YouTube as a means for exposure and driving traffic because there are so many different keyword rich ways to to use the platform. Okay, so this is a short one in terms of going going over things. And I wanted to bring this up, uh, this topic up, because as we go further into the podcast, I'm going to touch back on things. And I also want to be able to expand on some of these keyword ideas. So number 10, we're up to 10 already. Number 10 in the 10 things to know about keywords is to revisit your keyword strategy. You know, a lot of people don't want to think about it. I did it once and my keywords are set and done. But, you know, think about as much as your business morphs and pivots, so does your keyword strategy. And the things that you're promoting or you're focusing on also change. So when you have a change or a shift, you know, be sure to come back to this strategy, this starting point and update it. And, you know, let your keywords grow and move as your business grows. So do you have questions about keywords? I've got a plan for a whole episode answering your keyword questions. So I want to know, what do you want to know about keywords? What has you stuck? Hop on my website and click the speak to me button and leave me a detailed voice message about your keyword woes. And I'll see you next week. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more info in the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on iTunes and leave me a review. Until next time, keep playing the long game.